Hello and welcome to Hey Look Listen. I'm Liam Sheehan. I'm joined here by Ona Reardon. Hey Liam, how's it going? And Jonathan Morrisley. Hello everyone. What are we doing this time? Five episodes in and it's come to this. <laughs> Already. Yeah, it's pretty quick actually, yeah. <laughs> What's happening? Someone, someone explain it to me. I think today we have chosen the video game Football Manager. Or the, the the video game series, I should say, that me and Owen, I guess, would would be fans of, and maybe Liam, you wouldn't be as big a fan of. Oh, it's a game series. Yes, the video game. Is, about you clearly did your research, Aaron. Yeah, manager. Th- th- this is a video game podcast, uh, <laughs> and so we. <laughs> but yeah, maybe Owen, you can kind of chat about what the actual plan is today, though, in regards Football Manager and Liam. And yeah, <laughs> and Liam. Yeah, so uh, obviously, Marcy, you and I have grown up playing uh, football manager, championship manager, dare I say, at at some stage during our lives. Um, And Liam, I think it goes without saying that you are not the biggest fan of sports in general, except air hockey. That's not, I love air hockey. And I love time crisis too. Other than that, (laughs) I don't really like sports. Um, Yes, no, I don't. Yeah. So we we take this, yeah, so we take this opportunity um, to almost have a two-on-one discussion um two football manager experts i would say who have won the champions league on several occasions with division one clubs um speaking to someone who probably doesn't know what the champions league is or what a division one club is i think i do division one is like an omega level mutant like division one is magneto (laughs) could be yeah depends what country but i guess that's a very good way to put it um and you know i'd love my goal for the podcast today is hopefully at the very end of it, Liam, you'll, you, we can at least make Liam recognize that Football Manager is, is a good game and it is, a, it is a, as much of a video game as, as anything else. Uh, to be fair, it's like it's more of a way of life. Ooh, and, and can I just say, because I was worried I might be a little bit um, useless in this episode. So if I am kind of feeling kind of adrift and I kind of want to get back into the podcast, I have prepared uh, a list of... Um, can we Sorry hear that the list? hedgehog facts. Can I hear that <laughs> list again? Can I just hear you use you prepare that list again? Oh, I have it here right in front of me. And so if 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 you're going on and I'm like, oh, what's happening? I have some really cool Sonic the Hedgehog facts ready to go, ready to post out. <laughs> yeah, the similarity between the games is really striking. Well, actually, they're both published by Sega now. I True, knew so that. That is, yeah, you did. There you go. So yeah, you are well informed. You've done your research. So well, Marcy, maybe... yeah, I was going to say, take take me back to, um, take me back to the early days of of Championship Manager with you. Um, I know how I got introduced uh, to this series. Um, how did you get along and stumble along to it? Yeah, I think, I think, I think nine, Championship Manager nineteen ninety nine was the first one I played. Um, it was back when uh, we, I think we'd gotten like our first, maybe second PC. Um, so my mom got into this like crazy, she's like obsessed with like PC magazines. She'd bring back like the PC doctor, uh, all these kind of really weird PCs that as oh, like, I love those magazines. Yeah. I was like 11. So I just wanted to read about antivirus software and stuff. And I didn't know <laughs> what was going on. Um, but on one of them, uh, there was a demo for a championship manager, 1999. Um, back when, you know, you used to get those little demo discs, great, great time. Um, and I was a huge football fan, a huge, I wouldn't say FIFA fan. I think I was playing, 
maybe Pro Evolution Soccer, whatever that was called back in 99, International Superstar Soccer, I think. International ISS, yeah. ISS, yeah, that's it. Um, and downloaded us, gave it a go. <laughs> Terribly steep learning curve for an 11-year-old. Um, but man, literally hooked since then. Um, I've bought, and this is really sad, I've bought every championship manager or football manager since 1999. Um that's insane is, to me. Which is really sad, yeah. And I average, I checked just before doing this today what my average hour or hours played is per game. It's about 500 hours um, for each each football manager, quite which is incredibly sad. It is quite a lot, yeah. And I have I have a, a girlfriend in a social life. A lot of people might be really surprised to hear. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's how I first uh, first came across it anyway. Yeah, for like for me, um, my cousins were... Uh, older than me so they kind of were able to grasp uh, the type of game that it was uh, a lot uh, faster and quicker than how I would have done it so I was introduced to it by that through them and I think it was championship manager 98 or 99 around that time Marcy same as yourself of of um, being introduced to it and again it was like you know to preface you know championship manager at the, at the time as it was known it's essentially it's a football management simulation game. The entire thing is menu based. It's all stats, numbers, figures, um, mixed with a, like almost like an interactive novel to a certain degree. Yeah, because uh, everything is just text based. Um, it's a terrible so then, video game to pick for a podcast. Yeah, it is actually. It's, it's, <laughs> when I think about it, yeah. well, we don't have any visuals, so it's okay. Sure. And the the visuals have improved over time, uh, but I I think they proved that nobody really gives a crap about visuals when it comes when it comes to a game like that. Yeah, and that's very fair. I and I I think I'm uh, there or thereabouts in terms of the time put in. It's always staggering um, seeing on Steam how many hours have been put into all of the football managers that are just lined up next to each other in a row. There's, I have never put so many hours into um, any video game or any video game series compared to what I've done with Football Manager. Easily, easily uh, 100 hours per game. Which is mad. Like it's, It just has this really weird kind of addictive... Like well, the, the old tagline is you know just one more game, right? So you just want to click continue that one more game. I just never played anything that's that addictive. And it, the funny thing is, it gets more addictive the worse you do. So if you're not very good at it and you're losing a lot of games, you end up playing it more and more and more, just trying to get back on that kind mm-hmm. of winning winning streak because it's a little bit like a bit of a, a bit of a rush. But I'm really curious. Maybe we should kind of actually stop talking about it for a second and hear Liam. What's kind of your understanding of what Football Manager is? If you were to Describe to someone what that game is. How would you do it? Yeah, I knew it was menus and numbers. And from the title, I knew you were managing a football team. And basically, the main thing I know about it is this reputation for being incredibly full-on, basically like spreadsheets to video game. And other than that, I don't really don't know anything because, uh, you know, if it was like, I don't know... <clears throat> Quidditch manager, I don't know something magical. I might get like it's, that title immediately makes me turn away from it. But I do yeah. know its reputation that it is like incredibly full on. And yeah, um, it's it at it like at its core, it's it's a real complex strategy game. Cool. Okay. You know, I think that's like 
the best way to describe it is saying that it's a full-on strategy game. Um, you know, you're, there are several parts to a puzzle, uh, and there is a way to complete that puzzle. But the amount of complex decisions that go into, you know, just winning a single game um, is it all comes down to stats, numbers, abilities, um, players, like mechanics. You know, so it's 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 this ma- in my mind the way I look at it and the way I've looked at uh, like how my um, how I've looked at it over time and how it's developed is it's almost to me like an RPG, yeah. and it's almost like a football RPG. Yeah, that's actually a really good way to describe it. Yeah, because it, it is, yeah, it is just kind of menus and stats, and it, you know, I, I can see why people say that, but it's a really really complex game, and like even if you think about the match engine itself. Uh, which I'm not going to go into because we obviously want people to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I, um, I just want to know what that is. So, like the each year, there's always a big uh, guffaw made about the the new match engine, and basically the match engine is the the simulated games that you watch. Um, so, you've I think there's three options now of being able to watch those games. You can do commentary only, which is literally just flashing text of like. Oh, uh, Emil Heskey. I don't know why I'm saying Emil Heskey. He hasn't played in about 10 years. Um, <laughs> Emil Heskey kicks the ball to the left or passes to McManamum or something like that. Uh, or you can watch a 2D kind of top-down isometric kind of uh, one, which is like little circles. It's kind of rubbish. Um, or the 3D match engine, which is now the big thing they push out every single year. Um, but the idea with the match engine is kind of cool. It's based on algorithms um, and the stats of each player. Let's say their dribbling you know, is 18 out of 20. And they're coming up against a player whose tackling is 10 out of 20. They should be able to dribble around that person. Um, so that doesn't sound complex at all now when I say it, but um, it, it is pretty impressive. Uh-huh. Like, it, like you, you can almost, people like actually put a lot of time into cheating the system each year and building um, a formation that can just win every single game. Um, so it, it, there is complex and depth to it. And I think, yeah, I think an RPG is, uh, is a really good way to kind of put it. I'd go with the route of, um, it's it's funny because a lot of people that I know who are turned off by it, and it's something that Marcy just said, which is you're watching it, right? It's you're not you're not playing it. This isn't this isn't uh, something like FIFA where you have full control over the players. Instead, you are inputting commands that you know might make the, a, a difference through the game. Yeah, yeah. Which is really unusual. Like there isn't many other games kind of like that. Like management sims are really just a, a genre of themselves. They're so unusual. But uh, Liam, I'm curious as well. What, what? Why? I suppose firstly, why have you never tried Football Manager? Even though I know the answer will be very, very simple. Um, and because what you it, like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. God, we're really, we're really kind of in a bad mood today. Um, <laughs> what, what would? Let me rephrase then. What would take you to try it? Like what would? What would have to happen? Like would you play it? Maybe now? I would play that game you described if it was about something else. I just don't have interest in managing a football team. But you could easily change that into something else, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Managing a space football team. Or something better. <laughs> would that be enough? If we just no, no. Place? I'm just kind of demonstrating the point. That's kind of... Like, if you ask me why I haven't played it or what would take me to play it, like, the main thing, Marcy, is that I just don't care about football. Not in a mean way. It just It's not in me. I don't. I like if you're not passionate about something. I don't see the point of kind of giving it time. You know, no, that's um, fair. Because I think that we, we were talking about this earlier. I think that if you really don't love the subject matter of what a game is based on, it's really really hard to get into it. Um, mm-hmm. 
like that's why I some games that like horror games I hate horror I don't like being scared I don't like when I you know people jumping out at me or jump frights or anything like that so I found the horror industry really difficult to get into regards to video games or movies or anything um but I get it. if you don't like football yeah I, I get that or soccer you, you you like you know I would say that knowing you for as long as I I have that uh, are an important element of, of video games for you always comes down to story. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're like myself in that sense. So what if I pitched it in terms of, um, I've never actually played something that is so non-linear that every, no matter what happens, uh, you're, somebody is going to experience uh, their experience with a football manager is always going to be different to the other person. So I mean, as in super interesting. So it's like for me it's you know you have the option of you know managing the top team in in the English Premier League or the bottom league in the conference of of England Turkey. and you Turkey fine you t- take the bottom league into team in Turkey. Um, and creating your own story, potentially about bringing that team to the top. So if you look at it through that lens, if it were to, if if I were to say that it was a more of a action RPG about soccer, mm-hmm. would you st- would you have more of an interest in that? It's definitely a good spin on it. Say that, I, I'm trying to think. It's like if I could mix a Final Fantasy turn-based action, but it was all Blitzball, and it was Blitzball Manager. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I played Blitzball Manager. It's called that one mini game in Final Fantasy X. Um, <laughs> no, that, that that's what's really interesting is that like I've probably played games that are like really comparable to Football Manager all through my life. Mm-hmm. Just that if it's not people with swords or some of that or whatever, I wouldn't really have cared. It, it, I I could love it, but I've never played it because, you know, football doesn't interest me. And this could be the time I play it after this podcast. Well, not right yeah. after. It's quite late. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah it, it takes a long time to get it set up and going. Um, but that's actually, yeah, I like that idea, Owen, of it being kind of this make-your-own-adventure type RPG kind of thing. Um, also, one thing I think it does really well, more so than a lot of other games I play, is it's gonna sound really silly, but it actually really gets your imagination going, which I know sounds so dumb. Um, but like because it's so stats and kind of spreadsheet based, and like the graphics are so low fidelity or whatever, um, you fill in a lot of the blanks. Like today, this is gonna be, I'm 32, this is gonna sound really sad. The next couple of sentences, we'll be um, the judge of that. Yeah, you, yeah, you're, okay, great. Um, but I won the League Cup today with Manchester United, <gasps> which was fantastic, right. I thought um, you were hungover. I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes it even an even bigger achievement. Um, but uh, Mason Greenwood, who's a real football player, a real person in real life, scored a goal in like the 93rd minute to win the game, right? Um, even though that looked really dumb and silly on the screen of just like this little sprite kind of running along and then you know scoring a goal, like I, I fist pumped. I was like, "Oh my god, it's massive! That's great! What an amazing victory!" Mason does it again because now, because he's part of my save and my journey with that, with that, with that save. Um, I've like filled in all the blanks of what this guy is, what he does, um, 
and it's like a, like a bit of kind of make believe around it almost, which is probably sounds a bit silly, but I I actually don't know any other game that's really done that for me before. You know, that's that I've had to kind of fill in the blanks for what the world looks like, um, and like my creativity and imagination for the game kind of adds to it and, and makes it even better. You're totally spot on in terms of filling in the blanks, um, and I don't think yeah, I don't think anything kind of comes close to that for me in in my honest opinion um i'm very, and, I'm very sympathetic to that the idea of a game that looks boring to someone looking over your shoulder can be absolutely riveting to the player does that make sense yeah something that looks really bland and kind of um simplistic if you have that controller or keyboard or mouse in your hand it can be just absolutely riveting so i understand where you're coming from with that what, what's that game for you then i guess What's, um, what's your football manager, a game that maybe we wouldn't understand or people don't generally understand when you talk I, about it? Like, this, is, this is not niche. This is a huge, hugely popular franchise, especially in the last few years. Sometimes when I'm explaining why I like Persona to people, and I'm kind of like, I'm in school in Japan and I'm fighting monsters and maybe I'll date one of my friends. That sounds pathetic. But the systems that are in place in that game it's kind of comparable to what you were saying about football manager. You know, the the RPG element of it is like really in depth, and like decisions are feel important in it because a technical gameplay decision like um, can be linked up to the story. So if I make this decision with my character, if I if I choose to like you know make this part of him stronger, it might help with or vice versa. If I if I become friends with this person in the school, it gives me a benefit in the battle. And I, I love systems that are linked up like that. And I think it's always been a hard one to kind of <laughs> explain to people why that's really interesting, That fact, the fact that rather than just equipping an, a piece of armor to a character to make him stronger in battle, I'm making friends with a person and getting to know them in a school, and that's giving me benefits uh, in the gameplay. And I think that's just so much more meaningful um, in the long I, run. And I know I love, that, yeah, I love hearing that because the, the, the game that I'm playing now for Football Manager... 2021 i think i bought the latest version um or 2020 is they they introduced it's almost like what you're saying liam it's like a hierarchy system of cohesion of social groups so like literally when when you scout a player um for potential transfer i.e a move to your club you know you'll get a full breakdown of their strengths and their weaknesses and their stats and the scouts will go as far to tell you it's like we don't think this player will actually fit into the core group of people but he might fit into the secondary group of people who are uh influential but not highly influential and that actually is that a whole new mechanic that's yeah wow yeah dynamics thing they call it yeah yeah it was that was the big thing the the dynamics uh, morale system and does it change things up yeah it does yeah, if you get like a player in your dressing room, your virtual dressing room, uh, who, <laughs> who, who is upset or is angry or is a really weird personality type that's different than everyone else in the, the rest of the dressing room, um, it'll impact morale and it'll actually impact how the, the team plays on the pitch as well. But what's amazing is when you when you think about how much or how big that database is for football manager. Like I've given Persona a go and I'm I'm very interested in in pursuing it i just haven't had the time to put into it but then when you like i say that after putting like 10 hours today into football manager but as in it's you know you're talking about ten thousand. i think i think 
it's 10,000 Morrissey for the large database because you can load different size databases of players. But it's essentially 10,000 uh, NPCs who have all of their own personalities and systems and traits. You know, so it's, it's, it is comparable to uh, a persona to a certain degree in terms of some of the systems. I think it would, would have been really funny if we went about this episode, I'm just thinking now, and started talking about a game I never heard of. And then at the end of it, you went, psych, we've been talking about Football Manager all along. We tricked you. Because <laughs> everything you're saying sounds like really interesting from um, from a game design perspective. And also, it sounds kind of fun because I, I do like numbery, big in-depth numbery games, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I wonder, maybe put this question to you, Owen. Do you think it's a game that you have to have a bit of knowledge uh, around the the subject matter to, to really enjoy it. Like, and like not even actually like football, but you have to kind of have like a, a rough understanding of the sport, um, the game and how it works to, to actually understand it and, and play it. Cause play it as a game. Cause it has a very, very steep learning curve. Yeah. You know, I, I think you do in all fairness to a certain degree, right? Because if I go back to the persona example, in terms of, your interactions with your the players um, or the characters in the game, you know, you're looking at a much smaller uh, amount of interactions, right? So you can mm-hmm. there's a certain level of um, relationships that you can actually build, and you know, feelings that you'll build towards those characters. Part of the thing with Football Manager is it's very hard to say that about uh, that you would get that same uh, feeling if you weren't. Um, knowledgeable about the players in the world already yeah because it's just too big and it's too vast but for for like marcy and i having a deep knowledge of you know almost every single player in in the english premier league (laughs) we already have a certain connection to them already but how many other games can you think of that might bar people off for not knowing enough about a thing you know that might exclude people Honestly, I, I could name a few just, but they're all management games because it, it became <laughs> such a thing. Like there's like Formula One's uh, manager. There's like rugby management games. There's so many different types of them. Um, but yeah, I can't think of anything kind of mainstream that has the same kind of I just think that's, a, that's just uh, something to consider, you know? I have no problem with making games that um, appeal to a certain demographic. Absolutely not. It's, it's wonderful. But I don't know. I think I just wanted to say something negative. I think that's my main thing here. I just wanted to like... You know, anyone yeah, can pick up um, Gex 3D and get into it. <laughs> yes, why? I have to, yeah. I have to go why do football. I have to go do football homework to play a football manager. I I don't agree with that. Oh well, all right. Well then, let's let, let's flip that around then. Um, well, Liam, would would it interest you more than if I shaped it like this? What if you? I was going to say it's like. What, it doesn't necessarily work this way, but like, what if you were the player within the team and then you had, obviously, you were a player manager, but that doesn't necessarily work because you might as well just be the manager then. I'm just trying and, to put like a personal, yeah. uh, you know, like the FIFA, uh, what is it, Marcy? The be a pro mode. Yeah, yeah be a pro yeah, I mode. I saw that with the NBA as well. Uh, the NBA yeah. games, they started having this career mode or something, didn't they, where you, you play as an was, underdog. Dude, yeah. it was Story directed by Spike Lee. What? What? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. The... Oh, I think it was. It went for uh, NBA 2K, whatever it's called. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, good for him, I guess. Yeah, it was a, 
uh, it was in, uh, NBA 2K16, I think, that he did a. Um, he was heavily devolved into career mode, and he directed yeah, that. That that is funny though, and I think I would find that more appealing if you were literally John Manager, you know, underdog football manager who had to like you know and and everything was an anime that'd be much better as well <laughs> that exists that absolutely exists there is anime <laughs> versions of football manager out there yeah it's interesting though yeah that that would be something that would make it easier to get a substance to me if it was more kind of um from a place of character like that do you think there's this the same type of blocker when it comes to watching a movie because i know i'm pretty sure liam you like the movie shaolin soccer i love shaolin soccer that's Even a great show? movie Yes, even Chad. So, but do you think there's the same type of blocker when it comes to a, a movie? Like I that? don't. I think any. Want a really good example? I watched during lockdown. I'd never seen it. Uh, I'm not into sports at all. Uh, Moneyball with Brad Pitt. That's oh, brilliant. And it's brilliant. It's, it's good, brilliant because yeah. it. Like I don't know anything about baseball, but it. Um, it was baseball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, but I, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. But the way the way that movie um, it conveys the story, it's it's just a super interesting story. It's a really good narrative. I think. I think any movie can be interesting, to be honest. But I think a game about managing a football team that's all spreadsheets and numbers is a little bit more of an undertaking than sitting down and watching a two-hour-long movie about a, a subject you don't know. Why about a movie about Football Manager? Does it exist? You... Are you going to launch there's that? Two, there's two documentaries. There's a couple of documentaries we could watch to get you into it, yeah. Because I, I actually know a little something. Is this correct? Have like people gotten like jobs by having Actual it on their jobs. CV? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was a there. There was one famous case uh, in like 2012 or 2016. I forget like when it was. Uh, yeah, 2012. Um, an Azerbaijani student was promoted to the manager of uh, a soccer team's reserve team based on his success in football. Oh, a job in in soccer, like yeah, like an actual that's real so, management job. You know, so as in like there is a certain aspect of like. You know, when you get so deep into those systems, even though I've put in hundreds and hundreds of hours, it's so in depth that I wouldn't like I wouldn't call myself a good player at all of the actual game. And like if you... I was to play like against my cousin or someone like that, who is, you know, essentially like a you know, an analyst, um he is able to essentially just take the worst teams mm. and just bring him up the league. Because again, right, it comes down to what the algorithm is. But I have, I have a question. Do you like being bad at it? Does that kind of make it a better game? Just as an example in my own life, I've had so many people, you know, over the years, like in, in like talking about JRPGs, boast about I was on level 20 before I, you know, made it to this point in the game. I was destroying every monster. Yeah, if you know if you're overpowered in a game like that, I think the game becomes worse because you're just gonna breeze through it. You want to have kind of um, you want to have challenges. You want to have to roll with punches. You want to be slightly weaker than you're meant to be because then the game would actually be more exciting. Is Football Manager kind of is it good to be kind of not great at it? I think that's where the like that non-linear storytelling comes in as well, right? Because it's like it's it feels so much more rewarding when you aren't quote unquote good and you reach a level of success either you know you break the top four in the english premier league or you win a cup or you win the league cup like marcy did um hungover but uh, hungover as well to, to mm. rub it in my face but like it, it and it does make those moments sweeter 100 percent. because i'm not someone who can sit down start a new game 
put in 50 hours with uh, a team and have guaranteed success. So it's for me, it's like, I'll always remember that one uh, save file with like Portsmouth in 2012 yeah. when I took over for Harry Redknapp because they had a decent team, but like I won the Premier League with them and it was just like, it doesn't get any better than this. So I'll, I'll just stop playing until next year. Yeah. Yeah, it, right, it is. That's, 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 a, that's a great question, Liam, because that's very much the spirit of Football Manager. Mm-hmm. Um, so I follow, I'm on the Football Manager Reddit. Uh, I thought you were going to say like the Football Manager board or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Liam, I, I've made this game the last 10 years. Yeah. Really, really upset. <laughs> and I still suck. Yeah, I'm really upset you don't like it. Um, but uh, yeah, like the, the spirit of Football Manager is to pick a really, really bad team, a really unknown team. And make them as famous as your, you know, your Real Madrid's, your Man United's, your Barcelona's, etc. And are um, they fake? You do you name them yourself? No, they're, no, they're, they're real. Teams. They're real. Yeah, they're okay. real. It's a real database. I used to have. Gotcha. I'm not going not to say his name because he's going to get upset at me. Um, I worked with a guy in H and V whose uh, younger brother was getting trials for wolves, and he was like, "Oh, he's going to be in Football Manager this year." He's, he's, you know, he's 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 like 16. He it's a big on big thing in wolves, Mark. in wolves, yeah. <laughs> and so I I went home that night, uh, booted up like the new Football Manager, took over wolves, and then recorded a video of me. <laughs> Firing him from the club. <laughs> <laughs> just get rid so of un- So <laughs> unnecessary. Yeah, so upset. But that, that's the cool thing. Like, you're, there's like, say, the Limerick team. The Limerick team is on, is on Football Manager. No way. Yeah. Yeah, the whole team. Yeah, the level of that, that's the thing. The, the, how deep the database goes. Um, that's the most impressive thing about it, to be completely honest. And how how it informs real life and how real life informs the game. Yeah. So as in like, it was a, it was a famous thing. Uh, I think it was uh, Mourinho when during yeah. his time at Chelsea, he had all of his coaches and all of his scouts and everyone like part of the job was they had to play football manager. And it, yeah, you're bang on because he recently did that Tottenham documentary on Amazon prime, you know, where he was like behind the scenes of Tottenham and there's a screenshot of him after he's just done a tactical brief with the team and on his computer uh the football manager icon is on his no desktop way. yeah it is yeah, yeah people uh, screenshot it so like literally like liam like a game has gotten so good at mirroring the the game it's it's trying to simulate people now use that database to to actually inform their decisions do, yeah to inform yeah. their real life decisions which is incredible that's like the u.s military making young impressionable soldiers play call of duty let's talk about that why would you always want to bring the podcast that way? Why do we always have to talk about that? <laughs> that that is actually really interesting, though. That that kind of uh, a game that kind of kind of exists in real time was that a kind of a good way to say it? Yeah, it's kind of fair. the real world is affecting it. It's it, it's affecting the real world. Hmm. Let, let me um, point this question to you, Solium. Let's say IGN, right? They do their top hundred games of, of all time. Just as yeah. you know, whatever. Um, Gex. <laughs> what it's not even that good man it's not even well, that good shit, I, I sold it when I was a kid I never <laughs> used to do that okay wouldn't, wouldn't make the top 100 I hope not um, but imagine so they decide you know okay this is the top 10 whatever and let's say Orcarina of Time is number 6 okay number 5 is Football Manager 2008 just picking a random one oh, that was a you're good asking year. me if i throw a tantrum i wouldn't care what, what 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 would you really think well like as someone who's played games for so long what would you what would you think about that scenario um yeah before this conversation i think i would have thought like really like is it like ocarina of time is seminal it changed the industry it 
it's you know it hasn't aged perfectly but it's aged amazingly well it still has all its um all its old charm it's a brilliant piece of game design just this thing is about football i would that's what i would have thought and i would have spat <laughs> on my keyboard i think accidentally well your own keyboard <laughs> but yeah but no you're like this is this is why this uh, this was a good topic for us to do because i'm like you are selling it to me so i think now i'd be kind of like oh yeah ocarina of time doesn't affect what's his name who had the football manager icon he's a computer jose Mourinho. Oh, jose yeah, Mourinho, jose yeah, Mourinho jose didn't Mourinho. have Sorry. ocarina of times fire tempo open on his tv i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I, I, I planned for this. Sonic oh. needs at least eight hours of sleep or else his ability to run will be affected. Phew. Oh, is that true? Are they, these are facts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, one other thing I, I find, and we, we kind of covered a little bit, but not, not entirely. Um, the football manager has always been a game that the only other person I know who actually really likes it is mm-hmm. is Owen. Like, as in with him, kind of my group of people I know. And so it's a game that whenever I speak to people about it, they're kind of like, oh, what are you playing right now? I'm playing, oh, football manager. And they're like, oh, again? Why don't you play something else? I was like, I do. But this is just kind of like a game I always kind of go back to. Um, for either of you folks, and maybe it's football manager for you as well, Owen, but do either of you have games like that as well that kind of only you really understand and that when you try and sell it to other people within your own group, they're just like... It's a no, good question. W- wouldn't play that. That is a really good question. You can't say Persona again, by the way. There's, um, like, because of the internet, there's always going to be like-minded people who like a franchise that you do, you know? We're not quite as alone as we were, you know, when we were kids, you know? You're always going to find a fan base. I don't know many people who like Ace Attorney. I love Ace Attorney. Um you know the Phoenix Wright games, mm-hmm. oh, but then, we, but then again, all, I do know some it, people. Yeah. I do know some people, so I don't. I don't think so, Marcy. I think I'm actually kind of just afraid my taste is so broad because I just like mainstream things <laughs> that, that everyone likes. <laughs> That's something I'm gonna have to worry about now. Yeah, like obviously, obviously, Football Manager is is definitely one. Um, you know, I think I think it kind of comes down to. I don't know if I'm answering this correctly. Really, is my time with virtual reality um, and convincing people that it's a legitimate medium Mm. um, and that real and true games can be played there and experiences like you'll never actually have elsewhere. And, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I loved seeing people's reaction for the first time after I had them play something after speaking it up so much, it's like virtual reality is like that's you know that's a it's a gimmick, it's like a fad, or yeah. it's it, it's a fad, yeah. But when someone was playing, uh, I was a huge fan of Beat Saber, and it got me through the first lockdown. To be completely honest, um, that I love game you dancing your way through a pandemic, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like the Dirty dancing priest, <laughs> ducking and diving, yeah, um. Yeah, like it's something like that is, and I don't, I don't think it necessarily really answers the, that question properly, um, but for sure, I think, like in my mind, convincing people about virtual reality, um, but it's also an accessibility thing, right? It's like if you want to get into that world, although it's definitely more accessible now, it's like Oculus Go two for like three hundred and fifty bucks, um, 
But yeah, we just but, we just like mainstream shit, lads. That's that's the problem with your question, Marcy. We don't have <laughs> we don't have anything. Yeah, to maybe, maybe we don't. But what I was actually trying to kind of root out from Speed Racer. Like, <laughs> I fucking love Speed Racer. The movie. The yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really I, good. You, I, I don't think it is at all. Racer. I remember you made me watch it once at your house. I was like, this movie is so long. Like Matthew Fox. This <laughs> is why Matthew Fox is only on Speed TV. Racer. It is. I'm telling you, it is the perfect adaptation of an anime like the, if you yes. actually watch it like yes. it's yeah. a it's a real life anime and that's what turned people off like the way it's filmed the way it's choreographed the way it's called yeah. it's an anime hey welcome to hey look listen where we're talking about speed racer by the Wachowski <laughs> sisters today <laughs> get, two, get two episodes out for one yeah uh, i i think more more what my question was trying to maybe ask and, and actually kind of segue into as well is that Maybe video gaming, it just hasn't been around long enough for those kind of very specific niches to exist, maybe? Um, oh. May, maybe, because like, there isn't really. You're, you're, you have your genres, and very few things kind of step outside of it. Um, but one thing I wanted to definitely ask about today uh, was around yearly releases. and like The annual such, release? It, yeah, the annual release. So I think sports games are absolutely to blame for this being a thing. Um, but then it's kind of moved into other areas, like say Assassin's Creed. They have one of those out every year. Call of Duty every mm-hmm. year. Um, do you think it's is it bad or good for the like the video game industry for for this to be a thing? Liam, go because I have a um, Sonic's iconic blue hue stems from Sega <laughs> wanting their new mascot to be the same color as its logo. <laughs> I I also like Sonic the movie, by the way. That's good. <laughs> I haven't seen well, it. I, I, I kind of want to tiptoe around this question, Marcy, because a lot of the examples that you just listed, I just I'm, haven't played. I don't, I'm not an authority on any of them. I do kind of feel in my heart of hearts, though, if you want to buy FIFA every year because it makes you really happy, because there's a lot of people out there who don't play a bunch of games. They like play a few, you know, it's not like mm-hmm. their main thing. And if you want to buy a FIFA game every year because it makes you happy and you put hours into it and you really enjoy it, then absolutely do that. That's a good thing. I'm sure people really look forward to that. I think it's kind of a con that that series releases a game every year. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a little bit, little bit uh, ridiculous. And I, I, my, my question is more about: Is it good for the industry as a whole? Because when you have these yearly releases, they're just you know just selling and churning out numbers and numbers and numbers. Well, I know does it damage pretty, you know other indie games? Yeah, as far as I know, Assassin's Creed is pretty well regarded now. But wasn't there a time when? It, it was just there was just being turned so out every I, year. That's the thing. I think, I think Assassin's Creed is the perfect example because they got to the stage where I think it was Unity, mm. um, where they made the decision that it's going to be once every two years because it had reached a point of saturation where it was literally the same game in a different location. Mm-hmm. You know, there wasn't necessarily any new mechanics. There was nothing new and exciting about it. Um, it was just stale. Yeah, when, and, when you say it like that, it is bad, isn't it, for the industry to make a game just to have it release at the correct time of year, not having the time to consider how to expand this franchise. 100%. Just to make money. Just to make money. That's the only, that's like the, the reason FIFA 2022 comes out, whatever, is just to make more money for the FIFA franchise. And those, it, it also depends on the type of game. Um, you know, I, I'm okay with like a Call of Duty coming out every year not to contradict myself but i know that like ubisoft has different teams working on assassin's creed um but at the same time 
Call of Duty, you know, has its three teams split up as mm-hmm. well, but I feel like there's more of a difference between those, tonally between those games, whether or not it's set in the past, whether or not they're doing something in the future or they're doing something yeah, in the present. Okay. At least there is a differentiator between, yeah. and you know it's like, okay, we're getting Treyarch's game this year. Yeah. So it's like they have a certain, you know, gravitas behind theirs. Um, so, like, I think it's fine for that. But I, I personally think it's a... I would love to see things go somewhat of like a PC model or a subscription model for something like sports games, which is you buy your base game and then like if every few years there is, you know, a graphical leap or, you know, there's 10,000 player animations added. But if it's just because you want the updated squads. Yeah. Like okay. paying seventy dollars a year just for the yeah, updated yeah. squads, like it, that's kind of outrageous. And I'm sure every few years there is one that feels like a significant yeah. upgrade. I'm, I'm just guessing. There no, there that's is. the yeah. thing. It's not really yearly, though. No, uh, but I will say Pro Evolution Soccer did that this year. On they actually did the they didn't have a full release. They just updated, um, I think, like kits and like transfers and things like that, but kept the same base game. Yeah, um, but so, the, yeah. The, for them, it's a bit of a weird business model because they've also yeah. gone free to play. Yeah, yeah, you know. So like Konami, well, whatever Konami is doing over there. Yeah, <laughs> no one knows. No. Yeah, exactly. Dark, dark, dark work. I um, I love uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate at the moment. That's a two years old game that's remaining significant by having proper DLC, good DLC. That makes sense. Like it's almost like Nintendo. I feel like Nintendo doesn't never have to never has to release another Smash Brothers game because they can just keep adding characters to this one. This is the ultimate Smash Brothers game. I actually think that like I should be cynical about that model, but it kind of works for me. Mm-hmm. So and that, you know you you raise a really good point because that game is 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 at the point of like is there another is there a point of doing another Smash Brothers ever? Yeah, because you're going to exclude because you just you're just going to have to right. For the next release exclude half of that game and then are you going to release that again as dlc but if you put all of that as a base in your next game can you charge like full price yeah is it yeah 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 i don't know i think that that game has such a loyal fan base people would, if whatever the next switch is whatever the next uh, nintendo console is you'll have to have a, a super smash bros game again do you think so? I, I, I wonder. I do wonder about this one because it really does, it, like Owen said, I don't know what they do. It's kind of like they finished their own franchise because this is the... Do you know what they could do? The, they could what? do it the next one. That instead of actually controlling the characters, you just mm-hmm. manage them. <laughs> yeah. Hold you on. Ma- no, you ma- uh, very like this game, Football Manager. I better rewind re- this podcast and find yeah. out. <laughs> that would it be cool, funny because it? it's... it's <laughs> Actually, genuine. It was so genuine. I actually think that'd be cool. But people can't do that. But people can rewind this if they want. I don't know. What... No, no. I think it'd be cool managing Smash Brothers. Oh, so, sorry. The game model. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Unironically, I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Liam, do you want to hear something that you probably don't have in your fact sheet that is so perfect for this episode of the podcast? Yeah. Uh, Football Manager is represented with a racer named Football Manager in the crossover game Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transforms <laughs> and is exclusive to the PC version of the game. This, I did not no plan way. this. This is amazing. <laughs> this is the serious? best news. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, it is. I, I, it's weird, but like it's published by Sega now. It's such an odd... 
IP for them to pick up. I, I still find it so strange. They have their fingers in a lot of pies. They are killing it these days with what they're publishing. I love it. Do you... Uh, it's the, Where my mind goes is it's funny enough, like, no other game or does any other game have such a foothold in the categorical space? So I remember a game. Uh, I think it was like uh, LMFA. LMA Manager. Wow. LMA Manager. And so, Liam, th- this this was a game that came out, and its, its whole shtick was it's football manager mixed with FIFA. So you ma- you get the full statistical strategy game, but at the same time, you play and have the ability to play the games. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah, um, that's it. That, that's what set it apart, yeah. Do you want to play the games when you're managing, though? Is that just faff? Is that just you're kind of wasting your time? Well, that franchise is no longer around, so yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you answer that question. Yeah. Objectively speaking, oh. yeah. <laughs> I think Gone the yeah. way of uh, Joe Maloma rugby in the PS1. Oh, like still the greatest wow. rugby game of all time. Yeah, by far. Did you? Well, hang on, now. Did you? Did you play that? Like, what, what made you sit? No, I just remember seeing it on like extra vision shows, and like moving past it and picking up Bishy Bashy special. <laughs> oh wow! The amount of time spent. Oh, Bishy Bash. Um, <laughs> no, oh, you're you're going. Your 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 question. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's any other game that's just completely. Which is again, I think, is a bad thing. I think the the fact that it's the only uh, game really that's popular in that in that area now it obviously means that you know they don't have to reinvent the wheel every year. Mm. They can make it a yearly release and not kind of have to put too much into it. Like I buy it every year. Oh, same thing happens to me, right? I play a crazy amount of it each year, and then when the new one's coming out, I'm like, I'm not going to buy this. I'm going to wait. I'm not going to do it. And I always, always cave. Um, yeah, but I know I don't think there's anything else out there except maybe Gex. Maybe. Yeah, that's but no one has talked about that for at least ten years, especially not on a podcast. <laughs> I I have an angle I want to want to get at this game, hmm. if you don't mind. Um, I kind of my eyebrow raises at games that could possibly um, go up to five hundred hours, because I think a lot of games out there are very dangerous for doing that. I think there's a lot of very cynically designed games that will, you know, feed your little something in your brain, little kind of addiction thing, and just keep you playing and playing and playing. And I I think there's large, larger implications for that, but let's not go on about that just to bring it down. I think, you know, I like to play long games if they respect my time. I usually like to move on to the next game. I want to be playing new games all the time because I love it. And uh, as football manager... Um, is it fun to be addicted to? Does it justify 500 hours? You know, do you kind of feel like, do you ever feel like, is there a classic game you've never played that you could have because you played football manager five times? Before I answer that, when just to go back to your question, when you say dangerous, what do you mean by that? Um, games like anything can be addictive and not for the right reasons. I think, I think any game that just like, it's kind of designed in a way to like, the, the, the gameplay loop and it's designed to just like, feed your kind of um your addictive nature and just like i need to do this i need i want to get this like yeah i see what you're saying yeah yeah, um, yeah. particularly with open world games right that's something, something that they're very much trying exactly, to do exactly yeah, yeah where the, the content isn't really that um significant but you know it'll keep you playing because i do my my version of it is um over the years i've replayed old games a lot and i love replaying old games but there's definitely times now i can look back and go 
I was replaying Mario 64 at that time because I just wasn't in the best headspace. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think there's yeah. a lot of um, games that kind of comfort. You kind like of go home after work and you're just playing it and you're doing the same thing and you're kind of stuck in this loop. And the reason you're stuck in this loop is because the game designers designed it to be that way. Yeah, they so designed it to be, you know, um, autopilot. Yeah, well, and I, I, I'm just wondering, just because you said the amount of hours you put into this one, I'm not. Yeah, can I read you something? It's a so, poem. It is. Um, so there's this is a, a quote that I I found online. Um, there's a fine line between an enthusiast and an addict. Just ask football manager fanatic Tony Jameson, former college lecturer who once took his laptop to a wedding so he could finish off transfer deadline day. And that touches perfectly on Liam's point. Yeah, it does. Of, uh, it, uh, yeah, that, that's like, that's someone who's a, who has a full-on addiction. That's not someone who plays video games. That's someone who has an addiction to something and that something happens to be a video game called Football Manager. And to preface, right. that's from uh, a book called Football Manager Ruined My Life. Right. So I've zoned in on something here that's been... Um... Yeah, which is fascinating. Yeah, it's it's famous for being like people. I think that book is around this guy who has a divorce because he played football manager so so much, and his wife ended up leaving him. There was um, even talk. There was even talks around Pokemon Go when that was a big thing about that as well. People just getting so obsessed with it to the detriment of like their relationships with um, real people. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I my opinion on it is that like. The reason I put a lot of time into Football Manager is, is a couple of reasons. One is that it's is that game is kind of shaped out like it's real life. It takes a long time to get through a season. So a season of football, mm-hmm. you know, it's like your 50, 60 games. Probably takes about 25 hours to get through. Um, the idea behind the game is you, you can manage for 30 years, which is a crazy amount of time. Does it get sci-fi? Um, no, no, it doesn't. It's, it is weird though. Sometimes real life stuff comes into it, like Brexit, for example. Mm, um, cool, cool. But no, it doesn't get. Would you? Would you like it more if, if it got sci-fi? No, I think that would, that would be um, losing. Now that I've talked to you, I think that'd be losing focus, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be. Yeah. Um, but I don't <laughs> think it's designed. I don't. I maybe you want to disagree with me here, but I actually don't think Footmanger is designed to be addictive. But maybe I'm someone who's addicted, so I can't see. I can't see the the light. Is this an intervention? <laughs> oh no i'm sorry i didn't mean to ask a really super serious question no no it's a great one i, I, so, I think it's fascinating to, i think the thing about football manager is as it's somewhat of a also like a passive experience mm-hmm. so i will preface by saying a lot of the football manager that i play is generally around the time in which i'm watching football Mm. so it's just like playing a nintendo switch a lot of that is you know in front of the tv or Mm -hmm. there's some other form of of multimedia you know going on in the background it's not that i'm sitting down in front of my computer in the you know with no lights on and my full focus is on that and i've buried myself in there for 10 to 15 hours it's very much like okay there's football on in the morning i'm gonna watch the football and i'm gonna have play football manager at the same time whilst you know when i think of other video games when i totally just you know get in that zone that's my full focus so you know i think do i think it's like when i look at the hours that i've put in which are you know considerable i would never consider it anywhere near addictive for me only because i know that 
it's a it's you know a secondary form of multimedia that's going on around that time. Yeah, cause, uh, yeah, I'm not saying that anyone who plays uh, the same game a lot is you know addicted and it's not a good thing to do. The opposite, in fact, you know, love a video game, please. Loving video games is the best thing. It's just that it does happen. Your your dramatic 100%. reading of that wedding man kind of proves that. That was your that was your wedding, Liam. I know. <laughs> I was getting married to Gex. <laughs> Is that the apex of that joke? Have we brought that, that oh the narrative God. of that joke all through the podcast? Yeah, I think we have. Yeah, that's not talking about that again. <laughs> Christ. Remember console mascots. I miss them. I miss Jack and Daxter. Sorry. Anyway, we'll edit that out. I don't know. That was way too much. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that, that's, yeah. That's, I, I like the fact that I think, Liam, you, your eyes have opened a little bit more towards Football Manager. Yeah, um, super, would super you, interesting. Would you give it a go? Because there's a free demo right now you could download. Like if yeah. I say to you, you know, which I think I think it simulates about three or four months of uh, the yeah, season. it's half, it's half, it's up to the Christmas period. I think. Do you yeah, know? Do, yeah. do you know? I'm I'm throwing this at them now, um, audience. So I think I would play it if we did a follow up follow up episode or a follow up segment. Have me talk about Football Manager in another episode later on. See how I see how it got on doing only the demo. I'm not fucking playing the game. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's, that's, that could be fun, that's right? The, that's for the progress. I think it's a great idea. I thought you were going to suggest like a live stream, and I'd be like, that would be just um, most incredibly yeah. boring. <laughs> no offense to you, like, I mean, just the game itself would just wouldn't be very. I'm just like who? Who? who Pierce Michael? I don't know. What that is. His son is a very good keeper in the game. So his son is is playing now. Casper. Yeah, no, um, you you did. Well done. You did actually sell it to me. You did sell it to me. I'm not even joking. You you, you sold it to me. It sounds like really, really interesting. Um, stuff with that word football in the title just turning me off it, you know? All these years. Well, uh, yeah. Is that that's, us? That's it. That's it, I think, yeah. I think it's the end of episode five. Um, um, so I guess we'll just say goodbye from me, Liam, and owner Reardon. Goodbye, Liam. Oh, and Jonathan Morrissey. <laughs> Hello. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.